Welcome to Secrets of Tomorrow's Leaders. I'm Corin Young with RK Studios. This podcast is produced in partnership with JCI Santa Clarita and is now available on YouTube, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Today's topic is communication, something that we've all done a little bit differently lately. And I'm joined here by my fabulous co-host, Daniela Echez. Corin. Hello, Daniela. How are you doing? Good. Yourself? Good. We get to do another podcast together. I think this is our third in a row, maybe, or second yeah <laughs> third one in a row yeah and uh we have a guest a special guest who we both know from different places uh why don't you introduce her yes joining us today is heather stewart heather is a learning and development professional and she's currently working as manager in training and development for operations and entertainment at universal studios hollywood her responsibilities include managing the training process as well as developing leaders at the theme park Heather is a longtime Santa Clarita resident and former member of JCI Santa Clarita. Welcome, Heather. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, I, every time I hear Universal Studios, I'm like, ooh, this is going to be exciting. Uh, so I feel like I could talk to you for hours about that. But you and Daniela used to work together at Princess too, right? We did. Yes, yeah, we did. We met there before um, before Daniela joined the JCs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think our first interaction was I fell at work. <laughs> yeah, I think it came I here I wasn't drinking at some point. <laughs> it's always but funny yeah. to me. I met a lot of people through the JCs, and it's it's interesting to hear stories of how they knew each other before they joined the organization. This is a funny story that kind of loops back actually to um, what we were talking about earlier in Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we worked at Princess and outside Princess, they have tables out everywhere. And during the day, they would take the locks off these tables. And one day it was especially hot. And a lot of these tables had umbrellas and um, you could move the umbrella. But for some reason, the person moved the table. So the table was in shade as the sun moved and it, it made it so the what is it called? The thing they used that they screwed in the ground. It was a loop, like a metal loop that they screwed in the ground so that they could attach the lock and chain to it was exposed. And I had run into someone I know and they had gotten ahead of me. So I was jogging to catch up with them and I just (laughs) didn't even see it. And I just landed (laughs) on my side. And so um, I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. You guys, I'm totally fine, but I'm going to go tell the property management company because they should know like, this is dangerous. Like I, I'm not the only klutz in town. <laughs> so I went and told them and next thing you know, they're, I'm getting a phone call from HR and I just didn't, it didn't occur to me that any of this was like, it's a work related injury, but that's how I met Daniela <laughs> because yeah. she was my HR rep. Exactly. He was like, don't go to your own chiropractor. You have to go to ours. Exactly. I was just like, so I hear you got hurt. (laughs) You mentioned that you got injured earlier this year. Was it the same foot? This year, you guys, (laughs) I am the klutziest person I know. I was literally walking off a curb. Um, I was wearing what my friend described as chanclas. So if you don't know what those are, they're just like the slide flip flops. I had gone to get a stretch at the stretch lab. I stepped off the curb and there was a teeny divot in the street between like the gutter and the thing and the, and the street and my chancla just went one way and my ankle, you guys, I'm not lying. It sounded like Fritos getting run over by a big rig. 
And I thought, I, I grabbed the car. I never fell. I grabbed the car in front of me to steady myself. And I thought, okay, it's okay. And I went to stand up and I couldn't stand up. I sat on the curb and I just remember my first thought was, this is where I live now. Like, I, I can't move from here. Um, luckily, the girl from Stretch Lab saw me and was like telling my stretch therapist. And she was like, the way he tells it, Sebastian, your client's sitting on the curb. And then a couple of minutes later, Sebastian, she's still not moving. <laughs> so I had gotten a hold of my mom. And so that was a trip to the ER where they, they x-rayed my ankle and nothing was broken. My ankle wasn't broken. They put me in a boot, but she said, you know, go to a um, orthopedist because you just never know. And so I made an appointment at the orthopedist and he touched my foot and I flinched and he goes, let's do an x-ray of that foot. And fair, sure enough, I had had a, um, a fracture of what they call the cartoid, which is like that outside muscle of your foot. So mm -hmm. I was in the boot. I was on one of those knee scooters. So I got one with a basket and I put an ET in it since I work at Universal. And I just, oh, <laughs> I just trolled around in that for, I think, six weeks. And then, um, as I was saying, um, it was when I was performing at Second City and um, I had to call my, I call, had to call my sketch team and my director and be like, everything's fine but I'm going to be in a boot for this whole run, like this six week run of our show. Um, so we ended up changing a couple jokes to be about the boot, you know, <laughs> having a broken foot or something. And uh, it actually worked out really good. I actually, the last show I didn't need to wear the boot and I wore it anyway. Cause I was like, I don't want, I don't want to make, like, let's just keep it how it is. I just took it off at the end of the show. So. Wait, so you do so many things. You mentioned your job at Universal Studios yep. and I, I think all your jobs and what you do in Second City, you have to be like on stage performing in front of large amounts of people. That's something you've always been comfortable doing. Not embarrassed to say that I've always been tried to be the center of attention. Um, I, I get nervous just like I think anyone would, but um, I've always been comfortable speaking to people. Someone was like could you train anything? I said, yeah, you give me the information. I could, right. I could like, That's just true. tell me what I need to do. Um, or I could fake it and tell lots of lies and make it sound like it's real. <laughs> That's what improv gives you. <laughs> right. Um, but, um, I'm, yeah, I've just always been comfortable and confident speaking in groups. I think in sixth grade, I tried out and I got to be the MC for the talent show. And Whoa. that was like the beginning of my career in front of speaking in front of crowds. Cool. And so what steps have you taken in your career to kind of get you to where you are? Um, you know, uh, in, I, I tell this story a lot. When you ask a little kid what they want to be when they grow up, no one ever says, I want to be a learning and development professional. Because I don't think even when we were kids, that was a thing. But even now, like you don't think about that as a career. And I worked, do you, I don't know if you guys remember, there used to be an Applebee's out here. Mm -hmm. And I got a job as a bartender at the Applebee's when they first opened. And um, they had trainers that had come in from all over the country and they each had a department. So we had like a specific bar trainer and everyone. And they, it, I was just like, man, that looks like the life. They're teaching people how to do it. And I, it was kind of the first time I, I ever like made a goal for myself. I said, I want to be a trainer. Um, and so I worked for Applebee's for 12 years. And by the time I left, I had opened 70 restaurants for them all over the country, including wow. six international. Wow. Um, so I had been to the Middle East. I had been to Central America and um, a couple on Naval Air Stations in Italy. And um, I got a plane ticket to go to Naples. <laughs> 
Italy. And I thought, this sounds like the worst trip of my life, <laughs> which it isn't. But if you think about it, I wasn't going to see anything. Like I was going to have one day off. Oh. I could have extended my trip at my own cost if I wanted to, but um, it wasn't an easy way. There wasn't an easy way to do it. Whereas nowadays, when I worked for Princess, I figured out how to make that work. And I ended up at Pinkberry. And I thought Pinkberry's only in LA and New York. And so the most I'll travel is going to New York, right? No big deal. And within three months, they had franchised to the Middle East. And I never thought I'd go to Dubai once. And I've been three times. So You've um, been three times. Yeah, three times. It's, it's pretty incredible there. I had a group of friends at home that were doing all this JC stuff that I really wanted to do. Um, so I took a step back and um, that's when I went back to college. So I didn't, I didn't get my bachelor's degree until I was almost 40. And then I went straight into grad school. So I did uh, that um, simultaneously. And that's when I started working at Princess. I actually started at Princess as an intern. Yes. So um, I remember. <laughs> when, yeah, you did my exit. That was the first time we met. You did my exit interview as an intern. That's right. That's and then right. the second time we met was when I fell. It was when you fell. When I mean, we back. saw each other around the office. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was still in school, but I knew I wanted, I had taken a job as like a receptionist at a company making minimum wage and living off my student loans, which now I'm paying off. Um, and so I knew I wanted to get back into learning and development. I had done so much with the JCs in that time period and had started doing more communication work, doing marketing plans, doing PR, um, again, getting to speak in front of people. Um, Applebee's and Pinkberry, I was speaking in front of groups of new trainees, right? I go to the JCs, I get to speak in front of groups about the Brenna Mailing Cancer Fund Fight at 5K or Santa's Helpers, going to the Rotary, going, you know, whoever's going to listen to us about what, what we're doing. So still kind of doing that stuff. And then um, I got to Princess and I did my, um, my stint as an intern um, used that time to network and really like leaned on, I had a great, great manager. I was actually interning for Cunard. Um, so Jackie Chase, who was the uh, manager, then director of PR for Cunard at the time, just introducing me to people and kind of teaching me how to network better. I actually worked in the marketing department at first, but my job was creating training for travel agents. So I built training for travel agents so they could go sell. Um, and then, um, again, use that marketing tool to market myself and kind of push my way into the learning and development team. And then I was doing orientation every other week and orientate. I ended up running the intern program that was what I had been in. So, um, doing orientation for 50 interns, um, leading classes, uh, going onto ships and doing, I did uh, for, we had a big project towards the end of my tenure there where I was like 300 ship crew yeah. members in a, in yeah, one you of the transitioned big, to special projects at that yeah, point. Yeah. In one of the big, um, if you've ever been on one of the ships, they have these huge theaters and I'd had 300 people in a theater and it's just always kind of layered. I've learned something important at every role. I left princess because um, I think that there's that old saying, you, people don't leave jobs, they leave, they leave managers. But I think you also follow managers and a manager I really trusted who wanted to help me grow and develop and brought me to a startup where there was um, the opportunity to build a learning and development department from 
department from the ground up. What, what a great opportunity. And they were paying me a great amount of money. And then um, they went for another round of funding. And you just have to under something I really learned is not everybody puts the same value on what I can do for them. Um, not every company values a learning and development department. Everyone knows they need training. They know they need onboarding, but that's something that they can give to HR. Whereas where I've landed now at Universal, they really value their team members and their leaders continuously learning. They value um, growing great talent from within um, and they value um, our contribution. So I feel super lucky to have landed there. Um, and at a place that not only values my contribution, but values me as a person and what I bring to the table. And um, I get to do what I love to do, which really like is, I love early career development. I love the intern program at Princess. I love um, going out and meeting team members and having one of them say, I just really want to be a manager someday. Okay, how are we going to get you there? So um, that's the best part of my job. What do you do exactly at Universal? Haha. <laughs> so uh, my title is manager of training and development for operations and entertainment. Um, we have a fairly good sized training team. Um, so my role focuses on the operation side, which is attractions is one of my client groups, park services, which would be like um, our janitorial teams is one of my client groups. I also have main entry. I have uh, the studio tour. I have like our wardrobe department. So some of the, the background operations too. And then I have our entertainment side, which is the face characters, the shows. And so my job is di kind of different for each department, depending on what they need. Um, I'm in a, cons I, I really work as a consultant. I meet with the directors. I meet with the managers. They let me know the things that are coming up for them, the kind of training they might need the kind of development they might need. Rex is enjoying the party back there. Sorry, guys. Oh, he's like over it now. Um, the kind of training they might need. Maybe they have some high potential team members they want us to work with. Maybe they have a problem. You know, maybe they're having personality conflicts. And so we work together to figure out like, what's the root cause of this and how can we make this not be the situation? And then I have a couple of people that work for me and they work most, mostly on the logistic things of that. So making sure the teams have enough uh, people, like when, when we're hiring during the hiring season and that they're trained properly to actually do their job. Um, they help with um, kind of that development. And we have some programs for team members who want to be leads and leads that want to be supervisors and supervisors that want to be managers. So we, we kind of all work together on that, but they really help help find those people. They, um, there's a great group. They, they'll build trainings if we need it. So if a team comes to me and says, we have, we're getting a new computer program, they'll work with my specialist to make sure that they'll be the subject matter expert. My specialist will make sure it's adult learning theory is in place and all of that is right. So, um, yeah, that's just a smidge of what I do. Uh -huh. <laughs> So as wow. far as like the training, most of your team does like live or in-person training before COVID, obviously. Yeah, so before COVID, it was very, very in-person. Um, and we went straight into, I, you know, a little background, we just talk about this all day, but we went straight into kind of like, what can we do for people now that they're home, thinking it was only going to be a couple weeks. And one of the tools we had was, any NBC employee has access to LinkedIn Learning. 
So we spent those, probably that first month, we had already worked with LinkedIn to give them our competencies or our, what are the traits we need as team members and leaders to work and to be successful at Universal. And we work with them to figure out which of LinkedIn's learnings matched our competencies, but they still give us a list of 500 courses. So we spent a lot of that first probably month to six weeks just watching courses and being like, nope, this one won't work for us. Yes, this one will work. And then setting up ways to figure out how do we match this with this team while they're at home. And then we spent a lot of time like, what are we, how are we going to open? Like, what is this going to look like? One of the things we were working on <laughs> right before uh, we left was really building communication pieces for the team members. So and, and the frontline people so that they could explain to um, our guests the safety measures we're putting in place and to one another the safety measures we're putting in place and building programs so we could explain the safety measures we were putting in place. So you mentioned uh, that you had all these friends that were in the JCs, but I guess you weren't a part of it yet. How did you get involved? Um, I mean, you're going to hear this answer from probably a dozen people, but April Price. Oh, uh, yep. Um, so April and I met working at Chewy's up on Lions. We bartended okay. there for about a year together. I think we both worked at Applebee's even, but she left really quickly. Like I stayed <laughs> for the long haul. Um, and she just kept saying, come to, you're going to love this. It's so much fun. You're going to love this. It's so much fun. I want to say it was like six years. She tried to get me into JCs. But you know, my life just wasn't conducive with it at that time. I went to a couple GMMs, I think. Mm-hmm. But those are weird things to, especially the way they used to be. And I know you guys don't call them that anymore, but no, it's a weird thing it. to kind yeah, of walk into. Well. It's the same thing. We've just re- renamed it, but yeah, yeah, you're right. It is because it's a formal meeting and it starts with a pledge and ends with a creed. And it's yeah. like, we, we've, we, we have to, we're not uh, a cult. Tell, we t- tell all of our guests at the end of every meeting, not a cult, by the way, not totally well, not yeah. a cult. I mean, and that's the same. It's, we've been doing that for years. It's we, we probably save our blood since out. the 1920s, right? Like, <laughs> it might have been a cult then. Who knows? <laughs> But yeah, so she, and then um, when I started, when I went back to school and stopped traveling so much, I um, just went on the website and was like, what's going on? And they were doing a poker tournament. Uh, they used to do a poker tournament every year for Brenda Mailing Cancer Fund. So I volunteered to be on the committee. I paid my dues and I went to a meeting because it happened to be at their house. I want to say Jason Price was running it. And I showed up at their house and Jason, JP was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I joined. I'm going to be on this committee. <laughs> Uh, then you're in, right? That's yeah. it. all you have to do is volunteer for one thing, and that, that's how they get you. So, what kind of things did you do in the organization? So, you were in there for a long time. I was JC of the year three years in a row. I want to say like 10, Bravo. 11, 12, or okay. 11, 12, 13. I was on the board three years. I was executive VP one year. Um, the next year, I did membership because my plan was to do, I was going to be president one year. And, um, I don't know what changed my mind, but I just decided, I think they, they asked me to be on the board of the Brenda Mailing Cancer Fund and I wanted to be on both boards. So instead of running for president the third year, and that was Joey's year, I think mm-hmm. I, I did community. We, we called it community then, which was, which kind of like was a really good marriage between like me being on another board at the time. 
And then I went back to being a general member for a couple of years and then I got old. Okay. I think I joined three years ago and you may have already aged out. Oh, but I, I was definitely you. aged out three years ago. I'm being nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember seeing you at all kinds of events still. I, you know, I really liked helping with things I could help with. Speaking of doing things for the JCs, um, another request that has been made of you uh, is a, an upcoming training. Yes. So and we're exciting. talking about communication, something that you specialize in. So, I love it. I, is that a topic that you actually give talks to for, for other groups? Is this a speech yeah, that you've done before? Yeah, um, I've done it uh, a couple companies and outside of my normal business. I've done it at work, um, but at multiple companies I've worked for. Um, I think why it means so much to me is although I've always been comfortable and we talked about this a little earlier in front of people, um, I think the one-on-one conversations can be harder. Um, and I spent a lot of years being a yes person and not wanting to make sure people liked me and not wanting to say the wrong thing to people. Um, but as a leader, you have to, you have to do that sometimes. And so, um, taking what worked for me, really the training I wrote for the JCs, which is actually bespoke for the JCs. I wrote it specifically for this group, um, is about like what, how I, how I learned to be a better communicator as a boss Mm -hmm. and as someone who leads people. Okay. Yeah. And, and so uh, you'll be sharing some of uh, your stories and some, some tips for us. Uh, The event is happening. It's a virtual event. So it'll be just like this where we kind of meet via zoom and it'll be on October 29th. Let's say Thursday. It's a Thursday. It's a Thursday at uh, 6 PM. And uh, what kind of topics will you be uh, telling us uh, about? I really wanted this to be about what has worked for me and give you like some theories that I go by. I, I um, am a big fan of a book by an author named Kim Scott called Radical Candor. So we'll talk about that and some other tools that I've used that made sure so that I made sure I was being kind, but also clear when I'm talking to someone, when the news isn't bad, but then also reminding me that the main thing you have to do as a leader is you can't only communicate people when the news is bad, right? If they're doing something wrong, yeah, you have to have that conversation. If that's the only time you're having conversations, probably not doing your job as a leader. And then, um, so I'm going to talk about the things that have helped me and made me a better leader and how it's made me a better leader. But then I also found some other tools because I think everyone is different. Every team member you're going to talk to is different. Every manager or leader is different and you have to find the tools that work for you. But I think the objective should be the same. You want to challenge your team member to do the right thing, but also be kind and approachable. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Danielle, how do we get tickets to see this event? So you can go ahead and follow our Facebook event page for the event, or you can go directly to Eventbrite and purchase your tickets there. Okay. Do we have a link to it from uh, our website? Yes, we do. Okay. Yeah. Usually I just say jcisantaclarita.com. It's kind of our, well, we've got the, the links to, to everything. Yep. And so again, that's uh, Thursday, October 29th, 6 PM. Um, I'm looking forward to it. That's, and that's coming coming right up. I know. Any day now. Yeah. You guys believe it's already October? Jesus, please. Uh, yeah. Wow. And um, almost 2021. I know that uh, it doesn't feel like that long ago that we said 
man, 2019 sucks, but 2020, 2020 is going to be the year. <laughs> it was supposed to be the year of all the holidays hitting like for long extended weekends oh, and yeah. parties and all that great stuff. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think this is a great year to learn a lot of lessons. I you do. know what? I, I will do. say, I will say that uh, it has been a year of education for me. I signed up for a master class, you know, so, so you can you know yeah, watch yeah, all yeah. these all these things, um, and then also uh, you know, some other like online courses. I also have been taking a ton of classes during this time, so yeah. Yeah, might as yeah. well be productive, right? Yeah. Continuous cool. learner, right here. I think I think that's all of us. Yeah, yeah. pretty fast. No, I mean, not everybody. Some people are like, I'm done. I don't have to learn anything else. Well. <laughs> All of us. Hello. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. These three. Yeah. Yep. Screen. <laughs> and and more. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been great talking to you, Heather and Daniela. Thank you guys so much for having me. This has been a great day, and I just really appreciate you guys having me. Thank you so much, and keep up Thanks. the awesome work. Uh, our pleasure. Thanks.